Welcome to We Are His Servants Bible Study, a Bible study that breaks down each book chapter by chapter to give you a little bit more insight and application in your daily life. No matter how long you've walked with Jesus, there is something for you. Please hit the follow button and check us out on all major platforms. Now to the show. All right, welcome. Welcome to uh, to this podcast. I'm Nate. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Genesis 25, um, which, uh, you know, I'm following John's uh, chapter 24 recap, which was tough. Longest chapter in Genesis, just a shout out to John. 67 verses was a lot to recap. Um, so well done, John. Um, I have a much easier chapter, um, especially in, in recap. So, um, there's a couple verses I'm going to read, uh, just to, I don't know, hit home the, the recap. So, you know, don't think I, I didn't do my due diligence. Um, but, uh, I just think they're, they're worth reading. Um, but kind of a quick recap. So, um, chapter 25 verses one through 10, Abraham's family, um, really by his new wife that he takes Keturah, um, you know, his, his, his previous wife, Sarah has, has passed. Um, and, uh, he takes a new wife, Keturah. Um, and then again, verses one through 10 talking about, um, his death and burial, um, which by the way, he's buried next to, uh, Sarah. Um, so I, I think that's pretty cool. God blesses Isaac, um, the descendants of, uh, of Ishmael, um, 11 through 18. We kind of get through the, uh, the birth of Esau and Jacob, and then the different characters, really, that the both of them are. Um, and, uh, and then kind of towards the end of the chapter, um, <clears throat> in verses uh, 29 through 34, uh, we learn about Esau despising um, and selling his birthright to uh, the younger twin, uh, Jacob. So that's kind of a quick recap. So digging in a little bit, a little bit deeper. Um, so kind of going back to um, verses one through 10. So we learn that he's 175 years old um, at the time of, of his death. He's lived a long life. We know that. Um, we've, uh, we've detailed and, and chronicled really his life over the past several weeks. Um, and it's been a great testimony. But um, really, we're, we're learning that he's, he's taken a new wife uh, in Keturah. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and uh, verses, I'll just read them. There's going to be the few that I read. Um, it says, verse 8, Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age. Um, an old man full of years and was gathered to his people. Um, I think it's worth noting even in the recap and, and trying not to, you know, get, get carried away with application, which we, we all love. Um, but, uh, I, I think it's definitely worth noting here that, um, just an incredible 175 years, um, life is, is, uh, is as long or as short as the Lord, um, as the Lord wills it. And Abraham certainly lived a long life, but, um, it was one that was an absolute uh, testimony and a really testament um, to Abraham's faith to the Lord. And I think it's worth noting that <clears throat> even though, yes, he lived a long life, he lived a faithful life to the Lord. Um, his, uh, we're also told that his sons, uh, Isaac and Ishmael, buried him. Um, 
we know that they didn't necessarily always get along, right? There was some enmity there. There was some strife as Isaac was his uh, son born through um, his wife, Sarah, and <clears throat> um, Ishmael was his, was his son really uh, born through uh, Hagar, uh, which was a servant of Sarah. Abraham's wife. So definitely some, some strife there, some enmity. And, uh, I think that's definitely worth noting as well in this recap that, um, that, that both his sons, um, thought so highly of their father, um, that they came together to, to bury him. Um, I definitely think that's, that's a a pretty cool, um, note to take here. And, um, uh, yeah, worth, worth noting. I think I mentioned that already. Um, getting, uh, getting into, um, the rest of the chapter, um, after Abraham's death and, and we learn that he's buried next to Sarah, um, we kind of learn, uh, verses in verses 12, um, we kind of learn the, the genealogy and the generations of Ishmael, um, Abraham's son, um, and, uh, get into that. And then we learn kind of a little bit of the genealogy of, of, uh, Isaac as well. Um, specifically in verses 11 through 18, Ishmael had 12 sons. Um, the, his, his, uh, those families, those 12 sons became distinct tribes. We know that. Um, and, uh, they kind of lived in a very large, um, area, um, between Egypt and, uh, Arabia or, or I think in biblical times, Assyria, as it's called, and then the number and strength of this family, which really just the, um, I think a testament to the Lord and and the covenant that He had with Abraham, um, and saying like I'm going to make you a father of many nations, um, and he and he certainly uh, followed through with that promise, um, as we see many nations here, um, to not just Isaac but but Ishmael as well here, who sometimes we we forget about. Um, and then we kind of get into a little bit of, uh, of, you know, once we, we touch on the genealogy there, we kind of get into what I think the, the meat and potatoes of the chapter, um, which is really Isaac. Um, so Isaac is, is married now to Rebecca and, um, we, we learned all about that in the previous chapter, thanks to John. Um, so they're married, but we, we also know that Rebecca is barren, um, and, um, that is, bear with me um, as I go through this. Um, I want to make sure I'm reading some verses so you guys are, are actually getting uh, some verses and not just uh, some of my takeaways, but <clears throat> it is uh, verse 21. Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord granted his prayer and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Um, <clears throat> so I think it's definitely worth noting, excuse me. I think it's definitely worth noting, um, as I read this and, and kind of dug a little deeper, um, you know, we will touch on it in the application, but bottom line is the Lord granted, um, Isaac, the desires of his heart. He, he, you know, was really praying for, um, offspring. He's praying for Rebecca to bear him, uh, children. And, and what does the Lord do? The Lord hears his prayers, um, as he so often does to his followers, um, just read Romans eight twenty eight, um, but he answers his prayers and uh, basically gives Rebecca uh, twins, um, and um, pretty uh, <laughs> pretty amazing uh, twins. Um, 
But essentially, in verse 23, the Lord says to Rebekah, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. Um, again, I think it's important to read some of these verses just so you guys are, are really getting the word. But <clears throat> um, uh, the rest of the chapter really just kind of entails... Um, the two different characters of Jacob and Esau, the twins, uh, Esau being the older, and then um, Esau is kind of selling his birthright to Jacob. So uh, digging in a little deeper to those, um, when the when the birth was completed, um, in verse 25, it says the first Esau came out all red and his body was hairy like a cloak. Um, I don't think my dad is listening. Um, he is my stepdad, but I always am <laughs> immediately, uh, I always, whenever I read about this, I always think of my dad, um, because he's, he's a hairy guy and it's like a cloak. It's like a carpet. Uh, <laughs> um, so my, my dad's probably not listening, but, um, he's also one of the wisest men I know. He's, he's a man after, uh, after God's own, own heart. Um, so if he is listening, there's a shout out to him, but, uh, Esau is a really hairy guy and his character, as we learn in the chapter, he is a man of the field. Uh, so he's probably, and by probably, I mean, he is an expert hunter, fisher, trapper. Um, he's probably great with crops. He's just an overall expert outdoorsman. Um, so any hunters out there or, uh, or fishers who think they might be good, um, we know that Esau is very good uh, because the Bible tells us uh, that he's an expert at that craft. So he's probably pretty phenomenal if the Bible's saying that. Um, so anyway, he's a skillful hunter, um, but Jacob is kind of the opposite. So <laughs> literally in verse, uh, this is this is kind of tough for men out there, but um, verse 27, the opposite. Jacob is a quiet man dwelling in tents. Um, Isaac loved Esau, the next verse, uh, because he ate of his game, you know, so Esau is constantly probably providing different kinds of game and fish and whatnot. And, uh, Rebecca loved Jacob, which I, I think is very interesting, um, that the, that the mom, uh, loved Jacob more. Um, so again, without trying to get too much into the application, um, I think it's worth noting, uh, parents, if you're listening, um, <clears throat> try not to fall for that trap, uh, that the, the, the devil is setting, um, you know, love your, love your sons equal daughters equal, um, and, uh, and try not to favor, uh, one over the other, because as we see in throughout the next verses, uh, in 29 through 34, um, that this kind of, uh, partiality, if you will, really led to, a, you know, sin and a, and a downfall. Um, so there's, there's kind of your, uh, your difference between the characters. Um, and then towards the end of the chapter, we see, um, just really a story, right? So, um, Esau is, you know, he's, he's out, he's out in the field. Um, the word doesn't tell us, uh, in detail, you know, what he's doing out in the field, but we can go ahead and, and use our imagination a little bit. He's probably, you know, um, he's been out hunting, he's hungry. Um, it doesn't say anything about him being on a massive journey or, um, you know, having, you know, walked hundreds of miles to go, you know, hunt a specific animal. It doesn't give us any of that. It just says he was out in the field 
and he was exhausted. That's all we know um, from verse 29. So I, again, I'm, I'm inferring this. I could be wrong. I, I want to make sure that's clear to the listeners. I very well could be wrong, but um, the fact that it doesn't talk about like a massive undertaking of walking hundreds of miles or, you know, doing something crazy physically, all we know is that he's tired. He's exhausted. Um, I'm inferring that he probably was not on the edge of death, I think, as, as um, some might take it. Um, he thinks he is, but he's really not. Um, and, and it says this in verse 32. He says, I'm about to die. Of what use is a birthright to me? Um, he doesn't care about his birthright. We've, we find in verse 34, he despises the birthright. Really, it's just meaningless to him um, if, if we're getting down to it. But why is it meaningless to him? Probably because he's he's an outside guy and he really could care less about this birthright and he has everything that he needs. And uh, even though he's exhausted, he I take it as he's probably not on the edge of death. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking it a little, a little different. Again, that's my own inferment. Um, you can, you can read it and take it as you will. Um, so even though he thinks he's about to die, I just take it as a guy who's exasperated. Um, he's tired and he just wants to eat. He just wants the simple pleasures of the flesh. He just wants to eat and that's it. Um, so Jacob seizes an opportunity and he says, swear to me now that your birthright is mine in verse 33. And, um, Esau gives him his birthright and then Jacob gives him some stew, um, and some, some, uh, some bread. Um, and again, and in, in the last, the last line of verse 34, he says, uh, Esau despised his birthright. He didn't care about it. Uh, in other words, so a very, uh, long recap. I actually am looking at the, uh, time right now and I see that, uh, that John has beat me with his 67 verses. So kind of a detailed recap. Um, I I hope you guys got something out of it. Um, I did too. Looking forward to the application. Uh, Have a blessed weekend and uh, have a good one. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. It is John, Matt, and Nick. You know, our thing and our big takeaway from everything that we're doing right now is to help you find Christ. Without him, we would be nothing and this podcast would be nothing. In Romans 10, 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's all you need to do. You need to profess your love for Jesus Christ, open your heart, and let him into your life. Uh, Find a friend, tell them, pray about it, do whatever you got to do. But there's a reason that you are listening to this podcast. If you're already saved, go save a friend.